minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
and all through history. It's been so plain for all to see. Open your eyes, you'll realize Masech Hashem. Now wake up, Yisrael. Look around and you'll see. It's that eternal plan. It's for us, can you see? And though we feel this pain, that special day is almost here. You are a Jew. It's all for you. Masech
יא יא, למה זה חנמן סינגלן? ואני אפתח בוך, אפתח בוך, אפתח בוך, ואני אפתח בוך, אפתח בוך, ואני אפתח בוך, אפתח בוך, אפתח בוך, ואני אפתח בוך, אפתח בוך.
JM in the AM. Kikarov, Eitan Katz, here on a Monday morning broadcast. Thank you, Hashem and Hanashama, done by uh, Barry Weber. You heard Yoni Eliav with Funk Medley 2023. Latest edition of that series. Going to Yerushalayim from the Schlepping Nachas uh, group. Yoni Z, brand new with Hanenu. Masach Hashem, of course. That's Mayor Sherman with our Monday morning theme song. I saw Mayor recently. He asked me, are you still playing it Monday morning? I said, yep. After all these years. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Monday on this September the 11th. You know what today is? Today is the 22nd anniversary of the terror attacks that uh, changed all of us 22 years ago. I think that would be an accurate way of saying it. Certainly changed everyone's lives. So 22 years later on this uh, September the 11th, a nation, the United States and the world, remembers what happened on this um, on this anniversary. And um, we are within a week of the brand new year, and uh, with this in mind that we are observing the 22nd anniversary of 9-11, we are um, hoping and praying that we have a peaceful, healthy, wonderful year full of joy, full of unity, full of uh, progress in the most positive fashion possible. Day number 25 in the month of Elul. The year is 5783, but not for long. The brand new year starts this coming Friday night as we get set for uh, the holiday of Rosh Hashanah. Um, It's a big week for us. This coming Thursday is the 40th anniversary celebration of JM in the AM. It was on the era of Rosh Hashanah back in 1983 that I first walked into WFMU Radio and actually had an on-air spot that morning, which evolved eventually into JM in the AM. So that is how we commemorate the anniversary of um, the JM in the AM staff involvement at the radio station and subsequently, of course, here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, Thursday is going to be quite a day. We're going to be broadcasting from Poppy's Bagels on West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. You're all invited. And um, no doubt we'll hear from some some very special guests who will join us either live in person or live via telephone on Thursday morning. Very much looking forward to it. Our, our nostalgic um, broadcasts are always um, extra special. And I'm certainly looking forward to this coming Thursday morning right here at JM and the AM. Big day today. Rabbi Marty Katz is going to be joining us from Just One Life. We've got a big event in Bergen County happening uh, this week. Talk all about that coming up. Um, Jay Booksbaum, the number one kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth, is going to be joining us. After all, the holiday begins Friday night, and a lot of people want good quality wines for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. So we'll discuss that coming up. Um, and uh, apparently Nikki Haley is going to be visiting Bergen County. We'll talk about that 
in hour number three this morning as well with our special guests here at JM in the AM. So plenty happening. It is a Monday morning broadcast. We're heading back to school and back to work. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Malcolm Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. And plenty more coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM.
There are times when I stand by a mirror to take a close look at myself and the face that I see looking right back at me. Wishes it was someone else. But there is only one you, a fragment of light from above that would joyfully serve and cling to our shell. If only it knew. The depth of his love. Time to leave your cocoon, my dear butterfly. Show yourself and the world just how very high you can fly, you can soar once you unlock the door. And Hashem will be there at your side. Hashem will be there at your side. There are times when I hear music playing, but it's more. A lament than a song. I'm so used to the pain of its tragic refrain that whispers you don't belong. But there is only one you, and a shaman most precious and sweet. Our lives are a in praise of Hashem And when your voice is missing The song's incomplete It's time to leave your cocoon My dear butterfly Show yourself and the world Just how very high You can fly, you can soar Once you unlock the door Hashem will be there at your side And Hashem will be there at your side I've been told every soul Sent from heaven has its very own mountain to climb. Though some do prevail, many stumble and fail, and I know not which fate will be mine. But there is only one you with the calling of your. The road may be long, a test of the heart. But you'll never, no, never have to walk it alone.
Hashem will be there at your side. Yes, he'll always be there at our
In a village near our home Works a carpenter alone He's been carving wood for years Standards, shelves and chairs Daily buyers come and go But there's one thing they don't know He stood so far away While waiting for a special day There is a dream, a vision deep within his heart That he'll rebuild the base of Mikdash part by part Doing mitzvahs, adding precious stones Our dream, our palace Yerushalayim, our home Yes, there's a dream, a vision deep within his heart That he'll rebuild the base of Mikdash part by part Doing mitzvahs, adding precious stones Yerushalayim, our home In a crumbling little home Lives a fiddler all alone His inheritance so dear For many ancient years It's this instrument he holds His great-grandfather he stole Would hurry off each day To the courtyards of Hashem To play Mitzvahs adding precious stones Our dream, our palace Yerushalayim, our home Yes, there's a dream, a vision deep within his heart That he'll rebuild the base of Mikdash part by part Doing mitzvahs adding precious stones Yerushalayim, our own. On a mountain, on a stone, sits Moshiach all alone, suffering for years. From all our sins he bears While so painfully he cries Prayers piercing through the skies He's pleading to Hashem To take us all back home again Yes, there's a dream, a vision deep within his heart That will rebuild the base Amikdash part by part Doing a mitzvah Adding precious stones Our dream, our palace Yerushalayim, our home Yes, there's a dream, a vision deep within his heart That will rebuild the base of Mikdash part by part Doing mitzvahs, adding precious stones Shame in the end with Shmuel Younger Yerushalayim, our home. 
Rogers Park had Ufaratza. You heard the song Butterfly, A.B. Rottenberg and Shulam Lemmer together. Ellie Marcus had Nigo and Rikud. And you're listening to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSingle.com, on the NahumSingle Network, and of course, the beloved NSN app. 22nd anniversary of 9-11. Today is September the 11th of 2023, hard to believe. 22 years ago, the terrorist attack on New York, Washington, the United States, the free world, etc., etc. Day 25 of the month of Elul, our Elul show for blowing at the bottom of the hour. Rosh Hashanah this coming Friday night, the brand new year. Hard to believe, right? Brand new year starts is coming Friday night, 5784. Yes, we will be speaking to Rabbi Heber at some point. Don't worry. 40th anniversary of JM and the AM being celebrated this Thursday at Poppy's in Teaneck, New Jersey. You're all invited to West Englewood Avenue. If you can't make it, then uh, get in touch with us. We might be able to put you on the air at some point. If you have something of great significance to uh, mention on the air, it would be amazing to uh, welcome your comments on JM and the AM. Uh, Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. Galitzal, Yerushalayim, Asha Ashtayim, Shalom Rav, Baulpan, Rani Avnai, Ima Shekorei Achshav. לקראת הדיון מחר בבג"ץ על ביטול עילת הסבירות, יושב ראש ועדת החוקה, חבר הכנסת רוטמן, אומר לאמיר איבגי בגלי צהל, בית משפט שקובע לעצמו את החוקים הוא לא בית משפט. אני בהחלט מקווה ששופטי מדינת ישראל, שופטי בית המשפט העליון, יזכרו שהם הצהירו אמונים למדינת ישראל ולחוקיה. ובית משפט שקובע לעצמו את החוקים, ומחליט לעצמו לפי איזה חוקים הוא פועל, הוא לא בית משפט, הוא משהו אחר, אבל הוא לא בית משפט. הוא בעצם פועל ללא איזונים וללא בלמים. יובל סגב מוסר שחבר הכנסת רוטמן צפוי להגיע מחר לבית המשפט, זאת למרות העדפתו של ראש הממשלה שחברי כנסת לא יגיעו לדיון. עלייה בשיעור הנשירה מבתי הספר התיכוניים וירידה במספר הזכאים לבגרות. כך עולה מנתוני משרד החינוך לשנת הלימודים תשפ"ב. עם הפרטים כתבתנו לענייני חינוך יובל מילר. לראשונה משנת 2019 נרשמה ירידה מתונה במספר התלמידים הזכאים לבגרות וירידה נוספת לראשונה מזה שבע שנים במדדי הזכאות לבגרות במגזר החרדי. לאחר שבשנה הקודמת כמעט הכפיל עצמו שיעור הנשירה ועמד על אחוז, בשנת 2022 הוא עלה בעשירית האחוז. בראש רשימת הזכאות לבגרות נמצאות חורפש וקריית עקרון עם מאה אחוזי זכאות, ובתחתית הרשימה נמצאות בני ברק, רהט ונווה מדבר. בית משפט גזר עונשים של חמש עד שבע שנות מאסר על שלושת הנאשמים שניסו לרצוח את בנו של שלום דומרני, מדווח כתבנו בדרום רמי שני. בית המשפט המחוזי בבאר שבע גזר היום את עונשם של שלושת האנשים שניסו להתנקש בחייו של בנו של שלום דומרני, נינה דומרני. חוקרי המשטרה התקשו להוכיח מי מביניהם ביצע את הירי לעבר האיש שנפצע קשה, בשל כך נגזרו על השלושה המאסרים במסגרת הסדר טיעון באורך של 80 עד 56 חודשים, וכן תשלום פיצויים בגובה של 17,000 שקלים וקנסות בגובה של 3,000 שקל על כל אחד מהם. לאחר אזהרתו אתמול של ראש הממשלה נתניהו לנוסעים לאומן, נתן בן נון, 
יושב ראש ברסלב באומן אומר ליעל דן, החיים כאן נמשכים, אנחנו רחוקים פה מאזורי הקרבות. אנחנו רחוקים אלפי קילומטר פה מאזורי הקרבות. כמו ששומעים בתקשורת מה קורה בישראל, כל הזרים, והם חושבים שאנחנו במתקפות יום וליל, ואנחנו החיים ממשיכים. האזעקות פה נשמעים לעיתים רחוקות, פרוסים פה אין ספור של כוחות ביטחון. פועל בן 25 נהרג מפגיעת טרקטור במהלך עבודתו בשטח חקלאי סמוך לצומת בית הערבה. צוות מד"א שהגיע למקום נאלץ לקבוע את מותו. ידיעה שמסר כתבנו שחר גליק. מזג האוויר? חם. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
Shall we sleep in all? Sim, chemit, naches, you see, you see, bruches, you're mine. 
You might compose the sweetest song, scale the highest mountain, don't get me wrong. These are wonderful things, even significant things. You can strive for wealth, fame, and success, and trust I'll think of you no less. These are wonderful things, even significant things. But nothing in your life will ever be more meaningful than giving of yourself to help another. Seven seas, drink the finest wine, paint a masterpiece. Why I think that's fine. These are wonderful things, even significant things. You can study life's deepest mysteries, turn simple words into poetry. These are wonderful things. Significant things, but nothing in your life will ever be more meaningful than giving of yourself to help another.
nothing in your life No, nothing in your life J.M. in the A.M. Mordecai Shapiro guesting on Journeys Volume Number 5 with nothing in your life. That was a recommendation, actually, from somebody on our app in regard to the uh, Chesed campaign that we're on. Ruli Dickman with Leave Note By It, Lamana Chai, done by Shema Koleinu. And good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us. 7 o'clock hour on this Monday, September the 11th, 22 years removed from the terror attacks on New York, Washington, and the free world. And um, we remember those who perished on this uh, day 22 years ago. It's day 25 of the month of Elul. The year is 5783. Brand new year starts on Friday night. It was Reb Yitz who said, in honor of our Chesed campaign and in honor of those who gave their lives helping others on 9-11, could we play Nothing in Your Life? Um, Got a note earlier this morning. Please daven for Nachman ben Esther Dina, Nachman ben Esther Dina, and Aaron Svi Mayer ben Manya Rifka. Aaron Svi Mayer ben Manya Rifka, and your help with that is greatly appreciated. This coming Thursday, our big anniversary celebration at JM in the AM. It'll be 40 years this coming Thursday. Wow. Make sure to be tuned in. Stop on by. We'll be in Teaneck at Poppy's. Thank you, Yaakov. Thank you to L.E.Y. Katz. Thank you, Mark Zomick, and the entire great staff of JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. And um, getting ready for a wonderful celebration this coming Thursday. Our very owner by Goldwasser is going to be speaking at the Young Israel of East Brunswick. That's happening on Wednesday, September the 20th, beginning at 7.30 p.m., part of the Wasser Jewish Learning Institute. Or by Goldwasser speaks on Wednesday, September the 20th, Young Israel of East Brunswick. That's sponsored by B and Ralph Rosenbaum. Try your hardest to be there. That is this coming, uh, well, it's actually a week from Wednesday, the 20th of September. Our friends at the Bialystoker Shul on the Lower East Side of Manhattan have announced that uh, Cantor Joel Kaplan is going to be presiding over services. Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur says, we keep saying, if you know somebody in Lower Manhattan who wants a real shul with a real sanctuary and a real service and a real chazan, tell them to contact the Bialystoker Synagogue. And again, a great choice by the Bialystoker to bring in our dear friend Cantor Joel Kaplan to preside over services for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. That was a really, really good move, I must say. Our Chesed campaign continues. If you want information about helping the Jews of the Ukraine before Rosh Hashanah, if you'd like information about any of our initiatives, including uh, Leora Teji's Armeo Bracha, which is feeding families in Jerusalem, or um, the Sukkah Shadchan, that's making its mark out there, or any of the other Chesed initiatives we've spoken about so far, it's nachomsegel.com slash chesed, nachomsegel.com slash chesed. And, of course, the... Um, Chesed campaign is dedicated to the memory of our dear friend, Yankee Meyer. More coming up. It's a Monday. It's JM in the AM. If I want to accomplish things If I want to move forward in life 
in a rut If I'm feeling like I'm spinning my wheels How can I get out of it? I gotta have Simcha Oh, I've been humbled And I've been brought to a halt I've cried out to you and I felt sad The ups came once in a while The downs didn't seem to end But now I know the answer I gotta have Simcha
Eitan Katz and his wonderful father of Shalom Katz together with Kishoshana here at JM in the AM. That is uh, quite a rendition, to say the least, of that incredible classic. Uh, JM in the AM, before that, Simcha done by Lenny Solomon uh, here on a, a Monday morning broadcast, 22nd anniversary of 9-11. As you remember, those who uh, gave their lives during the terror attack that uh, claimed so many people excuse me, from the New York, New Jersey area, of course, from Washington. And I think I read I read the number of countries that were represented by people murdered on 9-11. It was like 80-something, you know, people that are originally from what countries. Just a crazy number. A real international terror episode that uh, shook the free world. That was 22 years ago today, and we remember it as if it was yesterday. Day 25 in the month of Elul, the brand new year starts on Friday night, of course. Our 20 excuse me, our 40th anniversary celebration this Thursday at Poppy's here in Teaneck, New Jersey. Certainly uh, looking forward to greeting everybody this coming Thursday and uh, being very nostalgic this coming Thursday for the 40th anniversary. By the way, the uh, even with Yuntif coming up, and normally I would focus on uh, making sure to purchase delicious products for Yuntif, um, <laughs> let's talk about tonight. The menu has been set in the Siegel home for the important Monday night football game, first game of the season. 
And I guess you already know, yeah, it's the A&H Knockwurst, of course. It's going to dominate our menu, and we're looking forward to it. Let me tell you, we want something delicious while watching the game. Uh, check it out, everybody. Go to kosherdogs.net. Enjoy a 10% discount with promo code RADIO. Try A&H today. As we always say, you'll be glad you did. And that's an understatement. And if you're watching a game and enjoying it with your family, oh, boy, ain't no better way than uh, having some delicious Knockwurst, drowning it in whatever condiment you love, and enjoying a fantastic meal while tuning in. Trust me on this one. Kosherdogs.net, 10% discount with promo code radio. Try A&H today. Um, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, and Kanishmas Harav Zev, and Rabbi Levi, and... One second. Let's set, us, let's set ourselves up here first before we introduce Rabbi Goldwasser. It'd be a good idea to actually have him ready to go, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's an understatement. Uh, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechanishmas Harav Zebrin Biosovalevi, and Zechanishmas Esther Basser Biosovalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. During this month, we keep the words of the Torah in mind. Shuva Yisrael and Hashem Lokecha. Return B'nai Yisrael unto Hashem. The Mephoshim explain. Why does it say, Shuva Yisrael ad Hashem Elokecha, until Hashem? The answer is that many times a person may feel, I have done a virus, I've done certain sins, and it is utterly impossible for me to do tshuva and to properly repent for them. Even if an individual has done something that they feel that they cannot gain forgiveness for, even for that Avera, even for that sin, they can get back into the good graces of Hashem and be completely forgiven. It says, even if a person would be over the Torah 600 times and then do tshuva, Lekutim Maran says that the individual will then have all of their sins forgiven and they will be considered to be a complete Baal Tshuva at Tzaddik. We have the chance during this month to do tshuva for anything. It does not matter what a person has done. It does not matter the level of sin that an individual has committed. All the importance is that an individual has the proper charata, that they regret what they've done in the past, that they're makabal on the asid, they make a resolution in the future never to do it again. They do tshuva, Tefillah and staka, repentance, prayer, and also charity. With these three, Hashem promises that during this month, we will be completely forgiven. All of our sins will be atoned for. That's the reason it says, Shuva Yisrael ad Hashem lokecha. Return B'nai Yisrael, even if you did an Avera, even if you have sinned, and that sin has already reached so high as the heavenly throne, one should never be discouraged, but they should continue to do tshuva. There was once a man that came, and he said to his Rebbe, I don't think I could ever do tshuva. Do you realize the tremendous averus that I've done? The sins that I've done are so great. The Rebbe asked him, Tell me, what was the first sin that you did? Oh, that was just a small one. I used to always say the Birkat Amazon. I used to always bench 
from a sitter. The first thing that I did was I stopped doing that. And instead, I would just say Berkos Amazon by heart. The tzaddik told him, what you should do is tshuva for that sin. That was the root of everything else that happened. If you will do tshuva for that sin, I am sure that you will be forgiven. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. with our L.O. Sofer blowing. It uh, continues through uh, Thursday, of course. Friday, it's Erev Rosh Hashanah, so we do not blow the chauffeur. Uh But Sunday, second day of the brand new year, we certainly will. And my thanks to Rabbi Goldwasser. And I remind you, on the 20th of September, Rabbi Goldwasser speaks at the Young Israel of East Brunswick. On the 20th of September, Rabbi Goldwasser at the Young Israel of East Brunswick. And uh, that is, of course, sponsored by our dear friends, B., and Ralph Rosenbaum. J.M. and the A.M., uh, it is a Monday morning broadcast, and Rabbi Marty Katz is with us live via telephone. He is the executive vice president of Just One Life, a an organization very familiar to this audience. Um, tomorrow night, starting at 8 p.m. at the Mandel Home on Westminster Avenue in Bergenfield, New Jersey, Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson, internationally renowned speaker, is going to be speaking on behalf of of Just One Life, the Mandel family, the Lieberman family, of course, Rabbi Katz, uh, Steve Adelsberg and his wife, Renee, and the Four Gashes. Everybody invites you to the Teaneck Bergenfield event. It's happening again at, at uh, the Mandel home on Westminster Avenue in Bergenfield, New Jersey. It's been an annual tradition that Just One Life, uh, which uh, saves so many lives every single year, which Rabbi Katz will explain in a moment. Uh, it's pretty amazing that they are um, uh, always sponsoring a very inspiring event with a great speaker each and every year to help us as we begin the brand new year. Rabbi Marty Katz, a Shana Tova to you, and welcome back to JM in the AM. It's always terrific to be on the show. Appreciate that. A long time. We certainly do. I appreciate that very much. Well, I said that our audience is pretty familiar with the organization, but there could be some people who are not uh, quite sure what Just One Life does on a regular basis. Rabbi Katz, tell this audience what is Just One Life. For the last thirty-three years, Just One Life has uh, fun- has been functioning in a very, very unique fashion. First, the Talmud, Kohamakayim Nefesh Achas Israel, Ki Iru Kiem Olamale, He Who Saves the Life, He Saves the World. Pregnancy in crisis, any kind of pregnancy situation in Israel, albeit uh, a possibility of terminating, albeit um, miscarriage, albeit high risk pregnancy, albeit a, a, a dysfunctional kind of uh, family that needs help with their pregnancy. You name it, on King George, our office has four to five therapists headed by the uh, uh, CEO and director, Chaya Katzin, professional, all with degrees. And we receive referrals from all over the country uh, of families or singles. I just want you to know every kind of persona who has a problem in pregnancy, they come to us. They're able to come to us and we take care of them. And we've saved the uh, twins, triplets, quadruplets. Quadruplets are 25 years old. 
few weeks ago, we, we saved twins. We're very involved in partnerships with the with Shari Tzedek, with uh, Amudim, other kinds of health facility partnerships, uh, Teret Kohanim, okay, we service, but we, I, I, this will be interesting for you, Malcolm, we service and help Amati uh, um, um, Dan and his group there uh, over the last year, I think about 25 pregnant women, they, they needed money, they needed funds, what do we do? We go out funds based on need before and after and uh, it's about eighteen hundred dollars is saving a life, and thank God I've been a Kaddish Baruch Hu Shliach. We've saved twenty-two thousand two hundred plus babies. Rabbi Marty Katz is with us live via telephone. Over twenty-two thousand babies have been born under the uh, auspices, if you will, or influence of uh, just one life. And uh, who knows what would have happened if just one life was not around. We actually have a unique opportunity when you support Just One Life uh, to support the next generation in Israel. That's really what's going on here. Tens of thousands of babies, and literally you could be responsible uh, for many in the next generation um, uh, being born and uh, and having a much calmer life experience for uh, the mother and the parents in general. Information about Just One Life, uh, justonelife.org slash donate, because this time of year, of course, we're encouraging people to donate. This is the time of year uh, where we are all concerned about life, right? This is it. Besefer uh, Chaim. Um, this, uh, uh, this is a time of year that all of us are focused on our own lives and the, uh, and the value and preciousness of life. So justonelife.org slash donate, justonelife.org slash donate. I, I believe the Mandels have hosted uh, your uh, your speaker before, Rabbi Katz. Why is it that so many people who are on the committee, who are on your board, who uh, help you host these events, why is it that they are there for you year after year? Because of ex- exactly what you said, Nahum. The, the cause is Hatos Nefashis with David Feinstein, the, the first rabbinic advisor was Rav Tom. Then it went to Rav David uh, Feinstein, over so now it's Rav Feinstein. Rav David Feinstein, in his simplicity and his another, would often say, just one life, it's a talos nefoshes. It's one of the most choshev, choshev mitzvahs around giving to this particular cause. It's like an insurance policy of certain brothers and certain Kabbalah Sashtina being received by Sashtina. What I did want to say, if you just give me another 30 seconds to a minute here, is we are launching what we call the Just One Life campaign. Okay, we are looking to raise several hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's through the Chesed Fund. So everywhere we are going and raising money, it's allocated and towards the campaign. This campaign will be going on for several weeks, even after Yom Narayim. I invite you to participate. I invite you to be part of our mission. We, tonight, we're, tonight, we actually are in the West Side by Harry Skydell, um, with Rabbi Fran, tomorrow night by the Mandels. We're doing all sorts of letter campaigns, phone campaigns, anything possible to enable us to do Kamayi Bareyun. That's our theme. How many shall be born? I invite you to be part of it. Are you doing? Um, are you doing a, a Sarasmay Chuva event? Or tonight is Manhattan, tomorrow is New Jersey, and that's what's happening this year. So this is a very tough one to say. There is no. It's end of an era. There is no what's called 
the famous Rabbi friend Chuva Joshua, where people remember we we would get fifteen hundred, a thousand, twenty five hundred. The numbers have dropped. Uh, people are moving out. People are moving uh, to their kids. Uh, it we just it, it it's a world of social media. Within thirty seconds, that everything is out there on on the internet. There's so many other possibilities. But what we are doing, and those of you who are listening, we have sent out, we will be sending out a letter with a link. We're asking those who've given us in the past, please give the same donation, which I think most people will. And uh, a link to my friend, whether it's tonight or other places, one or two other places in the country where he will be speaking in a particular shul so that that message is still accessible and available to uh, many of our supporters. Yeah, accessible. It's going to be probably seen and heard by even more people than the old days, which is so hard to believe. And tomorrow night, Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson at the Mandel home on Westminster Avenue in Bergenfield, New Jersey. I know the Mandels and the Liebermans get a big thank you uh, for hosting the event. And uh, you mentioned... Incredible people, incredible people. And you mentioned the Kama Yibarayan events. Uh, How how do people access that? Is that straight through the Just One Life website or some other way? Yes, you can go right on the website, okay, or... Um, there, or, or you listen, the best way is go right on the website where it says donate and donate regularly and we'll, we will be able to, uh, field it and, uh, and, and, and know that you're part of our campaign. All right. That's so- the simplest way without, you know, having any, uh, you know, fanfare. And, and I assume the event information for tomorrow night is there as well. On the website. Uh, As soon as you go to the homepage, it's right there. Y.Y. Jacobson, right there. Rabbi Marty Katz invites everybody and reminds you that Just One Life continues their amazing life-saving work, and whatever support we can give is much appreciated. Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson speaks tomorrow night in Bergenfield, New Jersey, uh, at the Mandel Home. Very large committee of people who are behind this, and why not? It is a a literally life-saving campaign. Because every time they uh, receive uh, funds from any of us around the world, they're able to save more and more babies. That's really what it's all about. Go to justonelife.org. Read more and more about this. You can donate there on the donate um, on the donate tab, and of course, you can get information about tomorrow night's event there as well. Justonelife.org. Justonelife.org. All right, Rabbi Marty Katz. I take this opportunity to wish you a Ksiva happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. Nachum, you should, uh, as they say, keep receiving brachas for all you do with your special show uh, and all your special shows that service cars throw. Ladies and gentlemen, I close with one quick story, which is important, out of the realm of why I'm on the air. So last week, Coach TV Adelsberg, a very close friend of mine, and Nachum spoke about Chesed Elo. And with Nachum Siegel and Steve Adelsberg spoke about the possibility, if you're not going to use your sukkah, let people know about it, who's at the expense of buying a sukkah today. Right. I have to tell you, I'm proud to say it, I'm not home for sukkahs. And as a result of uh, Nachum and Steve, who is, by the way, if we save babies, he's one of our pillars. Uh, as a result of that, I immediately texted Nachum, Yeshikalach, because <laughs> we're letting it be known that our sukkah is available in the community, and we, we're going to be able to give it to somebody who needs a sukkah. <laughs> It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> Baruch Hashem, let's keep the ripple effect of chesed going during this time of year and all year all year round, frankly. Rabbi Katz, big yashikach, thanks for joining us. Good luck tomorrow. 
Thank you. Kamai Barayun, Rabosai, I invite you to be part of our mission. Thank you very much. $1,800 gets you help, helps us in any way or anything you can give, just giving and supporting and bringing a baby into the world. Zagazan, bye bye. Justonelife.org, justonelife.org. Tonight uh, on the Upper West Side, as you heard, or my friend. Tomorrow night, or my YY Jacobson here in Bergen County, all part of the Just One Life 5784 uh, campaign. That's right. Year begins this coming Friday night. More coming up. Brand new Mordechai Shapiro, JM in the AM. Shabbat yatsa, od yom nichnas. אני רוצה להתעורר.
Done by uh, Mati Feldman. Shim Kramer before that with Hannah Shamalach and Machnise. Ellie Marcus with Rachmana. Those are great songs for this Slichos week here at JM in the AM. Yeah, I know. Slichos continues through Yom Kippur. I get it. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AlchemSingle.com and the AlchemSingle Network, and of course, any beloved NSN app. Jay Buxpam's going to join us coming up. World's number one kosher wine, Sommelier, will be visiting us just in a few minutes from now here at JM in the AM.
Morty Weinstein with his Anila Dodi in honor of Elul here at JM in the AM. Mutti Feldman before that. He has uh, long been recognized as the number one kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth. He is the one, the only Jay. Bookspam. And he's here after an amazing event last night where Jay was uh, hosting us and hundreds of others. In uh, in honor of uh, let me let me make sure to get it right Yeshiva Bear Yitzchak Yeshiva Bear Yitzchak of Elizabeth slash Hillside New Jersey great event Oof. and I made a comment to you last night about the world of kosher wine that I don't know if you agree with or not but I'm going to hold to it and that is that the um, the development that now one of your great companies Bartanura has gone in the direction of cans of wine in addition to its bottles of wine I am of the opinion that certain families are drinking a lot more wine. Because I don't know if you see, you don't know what I'm about to tell you. And that is that a lot of families struggle with, should we open the bottle? It's only going to be, only the third of it is going to be used. Should we bother? We'll just use whatever's open already for Kiddush and not bother opening up the bartender or whatever other, you know, fancy, nice, or wonderful wine people enjoy. And this is always the discussion. Plus, of course, during the week, no, very few people would actually go and have, you know, again, you know, part of a bottle of wine. But when the cans are available, all of a sudden, the attitude toward that wine during the week, in my opinion, changes. So I don't know what you've discussed with your friends at Bartonura, and I have no idea if my theory is true. But as a consumer, I can tell you there's something to it. <laughs> there's no doubt about it. I think I think more on the side of the midweek stuff. Right. And also more on the side of summertime and right. more on the side of just any time. Right. Whereas, you know, you open a bottle and it's a whole, it's a whole schmadre, but it's a whole production. If you but open. now you just pop the can and you're done. You know, I'm so you're you. absolutely right. There is, there's a lot you, to be and said. And if you only that. use half the can, you're not upset about it. If you only use half the bottle, you're depressed <laughs> that, you, that you have to throw out half the bottle. Oh, so. You got to get, 
get you got to just get some friends over. That's all. That's the answer. Anyway, so Jay is here, and it's almost Rosh Hashanah. Friday night begins the brand man, new man. year. And last night during the auction that you and I had the chance, you know, in support you and I, you, my, my gosh, you were just amazing. <laughs> Thank you. You know nothing about the wine, and like you were like, whoa, did you get money for those wines? Wait, tell me for that, a very good tell, cause. Tell me that some of them really were worth five, five, six hundred bucks. Oh yeah, for okay. sure. So those are really that that thousand dollar bottle was a real. Th- was By the way, did you get the picture from me? Did you see the picture I, I did, sent you? I did not see it. No. Take your phone. You have your phone with you right now? Yes, I okay. do. Take your phone. Right. Look at the most recent WhatsApp that I've sent you. Okay. I am convinced that I own a bottle of kosher wine right now that's worth millions of dollars. I am convinced that it's worth millions. I need you to tell me if I'm right or wrong that this wine is an exclusive antique bottle that I don't know who, but somebody out there is is dying. To, am I right or wrong? Am You're I right? Wrong. Or, I'm wrong. Oh, this is a this is a real. Um, it's a classic, no? It's a classic, and it's also a, a great historical. Yeah, but it's. You know, Would you want to have it in your home, or is no. it real? Really? No. What is it? Just remind me what it is. What's this? Is this is um, a. It's a Carmel bottle, it's right? It's a Carmel, quote, champagne. It's not champagne because it doesn't come right. from Champagne, France, and we, right. we've, we've gone through this many times. But it. it is a sparkling wine made in the sparkling wine method. But what year? How long ago? Oh, this has got to be at least 50 years old. Right. At least. Not worth a million bucks if it's 50 <laughs> years old? No, I don't think so. You mean I, could li- I literally could toss this you bottle? Know, you know what you could do, though? Hmm. We could we could get in touch with Carmel. They might want it for their, you know, their I beautiful wonder. library. And like the baseball players, when they get the you know the first base hit ball back from the fan, or for right. the first home run back right. from the fan, you know, they get something nice. I don't know. We give it to Carmel. Maybe we'll toss it a oh, case of wine. No or something, doubt about you know? it. No doubt about it. The, the wine, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure that, that nobody it's would not, want to drink it's it. not drinkable and what was there was once a bottle that i had that but had, this is very interesting by the way thank you for this because it says fermented in the bottle by the traditional method champenois now what that means is that this was really made right so you know it's, it, it was a great wine it was it made was as if it, like you said as if it was a champagne just right. couldn't carry right. that name i just wonder what the and i once had a bottle that said palestine on it was that also carmel that had like yes a, and 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 was that the worth re- was the that reason, worth it? The reason t- do you know why it says Palestine on it? I'm assuming it was pre state. Correct. Yeah. So right. was that worth anything? Was that again also great as a library? I mean, you know, if a, I go to Carmel, like do they have plenty of those or not? No, I mean, they probably have some, right. but very little. Yeah. This is this is really wonderful. Jay, I'm going to call Yisrael Flam is oh, still thank, you. thank God live, and he's he's working with his sons at Flam Winery. Let him know that the seagulls are taking good care of that bottle. And I'm going <laughs> to ask. He was the winemaker, I right. believe, at this time, or maybe right after this time. And I'm going to ask him what grape varieties were in that were made. Don't know. ask him that. Ask him if I'm a millionaire or not. That's what you got to ask. Him. Are you <laughs> well, kidding well, me? I'll ask him that too. I mean, you, we're doing this how many years, Jay? About thirty. We're doing this thirty years. <laughs> More than 30 never years, once. Yeah. Did we get into a situation where it looked like I have an item that's simply priceless? It never has never happened till now. You are priceless. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now you brought up, boy, are you smart? Not only did you bring some of my absolute favorites this morning, which we'll recommend, obviously, 
for the uh, Yuntif meal this coming Friday night and throughout the entire Yuntif. And Sukkis. And Sukkis. Lot to consider, Sukkis. Oh, boy. I said it last night. When you're Actually, sitting... there's more... I think there's more um, wine consumption on Sukkis than there is in Russia. Correct. For sure. Although First of all, there's more Yuntifim. Right. But you're also sitting out more. Correct. You're kind of chilling more. But people also want the the sweeter wines, Rosh Hashanah, you right. know, that, that right. whole thing. You know, right. there, there are a lot of people who, you know, they've got to have everything sweet when it comes to Rosh Hashanah. But anyway, you're sitting in that sukkah. It's 48 degrees Friday night in the sukkah, <laughs> right? It's 48 degrees in Elizabeth, New Jersey, Friday night in the sukkah. And you have the most incredible plate of stuffed cabbage you ever saw in your life, right? In Old Williamsburg, I'm assuming they called it chalupchers. Am I right? Yes. Is that yes, what they called yeah. it? That the young Chalupchers. Israel of Brooklyn? At the yes. young Israel of Brooklyn, if you walked in Yontif morning and said to somebody, what do you have last night? Chalupchers. The it would be chalupchers. Of course. Right? What did you do, by the way, for a sukkah in the young Israel of Brooklyn? We had we, we were in the projects. Right. You know. Was and there they a actually, community sukkah? They, they actually built it in the middle of the street. And the cops didn't freak out. No, they had one lane where, you know, you can get... No, the, it was sponsored by the... Uh, you know the city with the whatever. cooperation. Yeah, the with city. the cooperation of the city. And um, and and what street was it? That would be on Bedford or what? what no, street? no, off. No, it was on the side, like a side street. street. Yeah, yeah. What street did you grow up on? Well, I grew up on two streets: Penn Street right. initially, and then and Penn Street. We were in a we were in a five story, right. six story, uh, you know, walk up. Right. Not not walk up, but a six story right. building. building. And it was in the. We literally literally had ropes with these. Pots like pulleys would, to, yeah, to bring the food would, up and down. bring the food up and down, yeah. What was the other street? Uh, Wilson Street. Same sukkah for both houses? No, no, no. Totally Far different. Apart, yeah. One was a oh, real... Oh, Wilson was near Tarvadasa, right? That's correct. Right. That's correct. So you were really close to the Williamsburg Bridge. You were really close to the Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I walked over the bridge right. on, on many occasions to you guys right. on the Lower East Side. Amazing. Anyway, so you're so right. So you'd walk into Young Israel of Brooklyn first morning of Yontif. What did you have last night? In the and the answer would be called. Now, if you were having chalupchers in 2023, what would be your go-to bottle of wine to have with that sweet yet sometimes spicy meat? In in 2023, in 2023 today. What would you have in your sukkah if you want to pair up perfectly oh, with I, I gave you one. This here. is the one? Yeah, because if it's sweet, if it's the sweet right. and sour halopchus. Well, which you is, got the you raisins know, yeah, in there. The, yeah, oh. definitely. This brand new wine from Bartonor, it's called Dolce Noir, which is black, sweet black. It's a very distinguished bottle. Oh, distinguished. Not extinguished, though. No, not at all. Bartonura's Dolce Noir. We're recommending it this morning. It's a semi-sweet red wine. Don't be fooled, folks. Every time someone sees the name Bartonura, they're assuming they're going to have a very, very sweet wine. Right. There are many of the Bartonura bottles that are more traditional type wines, more along the lines of what you would drink as compared to what I would drink. So just because you see the name Bartonura, don't think it's a $3 bottle, everybody. Okay. Oh, no, no. This is this is really good. It's a real wine. So it's Dolce Noir. We're recommending it. It's a semi-sweet red wine from Bartonura in a very distinguished bottle, to say the least. Yeah, black. Uh, yeah, it's really nice. And you know what? It's not only delicious, but if you're, and a lot of people are, invited out. Right. It's a great, it's a Bring great it little gift. Yeah. Why is the world of... By the way, I, I had this discussion with Hillel Nissenbaum. The other day he was by me for Shabbos. Mm-hmm. And he says he always brings people wine for Shabbos. He's a wine geek, you know? And the problem is a lot of these people say, oh, thank you. And then they put it away. He says, no, 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 bring it out. I brought it, you know, for you to enjoy, right? It really brought it from That is frustrating. You bring a bottle, you're dying for them to open it up, and they're storing it for the next six months. (laughs) Anyway, um, why has the, you know, we've discussed, and you may be surprised I even noticed this, 
we've discussed over the years how obviously this kosher wine industry has advanced like crazy in so many different areas, winemaking, uh, distribution, and of course many other areas, many other categories. But l- the 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 uh, design and label of so many of the brands have really been upgraded, including well, by, we just alluded to this bartender. Now, this is one of my favorites. This is the Herzog Late Harvest Orange Muscat. You'd agree, not a extra special bottle, but, you know, for a wine drinker Pretty like nice me. a bottle of wine. Yeah, but for my type of wine yeah. drinking, it's perfect. I mean, yeah. it's really enjoyable. Yeah. I love this wine. I even, I even, I don't just chill it. I actually refrigerate it overnight. I hope not, I don't violate anything that's by fun. doing No, not at all. Thank goodness. That's I don't want to embarrass a, actually, myself. That's the way to do it. I don't want to embarrass myself in front of the world's number one kosher wine sommelier. <laughs> I'm planet uh, Earth. But look at this. What you see how they upgraded their label and their gorgeous, bottle? Gorgeous, gorgeous. What's the story with that? Why are we getting so good at that department now? You know, I always say that ultimately the 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 decisor of whether a wine is successful or not is the consumer. Right. It's not the label, right? But it's and and fi- in the end, in the end, it's the consumer, right? But it's but, hard not to judge a bottle. But so so, label. but you got to get the consumer to taste it, right? So one of the one of the objectives of these brand new labels and these really cool things is to get them to whoa, I want to try that, and then if it's good, they'll keep drinking it and over and over and over again, and we'll sell more of it. But right. so that's the, the you know it's it's a um, it's a pull, you know, to get them to pick it up off the shelf. The Herzog Late Harvest <clears throat> Chenin Blanc, obviously you have a good memory, and you know that this is the ones, you know, this is one of the wines I really gravitate to. These two bottles are identical, correct? Yeah. They're both 2021. Right. The The most recent vintage of this that would be out would be 2021, or is there already yeah, a 2021? That's it. Yeah. We don't see the 22 till next year? Right. Well, probably six months. A few months, right? Yeah. Interesting. How's that wine doing, by the way? <laughs> That's made from their own estate-grown vineyards. Meaning in California. Meaning in California. And the reason why that's important for wine geekies and even regular people out there is because <laughs> it means they have complete control from the, literally from the ground up. Right. So, you know, that's, that's, and so, you know, you're not just controlling the winemaking process. You're also growing, controlling the growing process. You know where I learned this, by the way, from when, some of your winemakers in Israel? Because they, half of their presentation or explanation about their wine growing method is the fact that they're in control from the moment it's planted. Right. Like that's their whole, you know, that's their whole they don't like nobody, no real winemaker winemaker. And tell me if I'm wrong about this, likes importing grapes. Nobody likes to (laughs) be like buying grapes or buying grapes. Correct. Nobody likes to do that. They really want it to be their own product. Right. Right. Isn't that funny? But I guess it makes sense. Oh, makes sense. And they take amazing pride in it. Of course. Now this is the Hagafen 2009 Sauvignon Blanc. Like, tell me about this one, Jay. So this that's this is really an amazing wine. Two thousand nine. How dare you bring me an antique like that? <laughs> this is a this is a late harvest. It's grown in Napa Valley. It's grown in his own also his own controlled vineyards. Right. And it he waits until the the grapes start to raisin a little bit. Like you know when you take a bath for a long time, your fingers kind of get, you know. You know. I wouldn't know, Jay, but I'll take your word <laughs> anyway, for it. <laughs> so so they, they get shriveled. Right. So the grapes get a little shriveled, which means that the sugar is higher. Yeah. And um, The older the grape, the sweeter well, it's going to be, right? Right. And the, um, and the what he quotes are lower. The water is lower. Right. And the resulting wine out of it is, it's a Sauvignon Blanc, which ordinarily, in most cases, is a very dry, crisp, right. fresh wine. This is sweet. So this is going to be... 
right, up, right, up, right up my alley, right up your say. alley. Even, even actually a little sweeter than you like with the, you know, with the Orange late Muscat. harvest muskrat or the, um, or the Chenin Blanc. You know, all these, uh, all these uh, sweet wines that you brought me, they're like now the Black Muscat's nothing compared to these. <laughs> I mean, that, that's like it's that's like a sophisticated wine at this point for me. Still selling like crazy. You still keep running out. I of would it. imagine, but that's the problem with that one. Why does that one run out every single year and some of the others don't? Because there's very few, there's a very small number of vineyards that grow the black muscat grape. And because everybody wants it in California, right. including us, we're the largest buyers, I think, of or, you know, receivers. Well, of why is grapes. that the case that there are very few? Is it because is it's, it nature or it's, or no, it's a no, business no, no, no. decision? It's a business decision. You know, Chardonnay, Cabernet, right. Merlot, Sauvignon Blanc. You can't Pinot do Noir, them all. Pinot Noir, those are all... You know, lots, big volume to, to the consumer. But right. Black Muscat, it's like Nachum Siegel and, you know, 12,000 other Jews that like, you know, Black Muscat. Right. But that's about it. You We're know? in a select group, you're saying. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's your point. And this one, which is the final one that you slept with you this morning, I can't thank you enough. Uh, Tokaji, am I even pronouncing? No, you're pronouncing it wrong. That is wrong. Yes. Tokayi? No. What is it? <laughs> Give me try again. I'm trying to think. <laughs> what is that? Tokai? There you go. Woo! Third's a charm. Tokai Regal Laufer Select. This is a bottle again, 2021. And the keywords are on it. Late harvest, Jay Booksbaum. But also it comes from Hungary. Hmm. Now, my, my mother-in-law, she should live and be well. She's 96. And is she's she from Hungary? Great. She's from Hungary. She like she's from Sáderspotak. Obviously. Sáderspotak. Who, who is it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they actually made wine. They made Tokai in Sáderspotak. Does she get a uh, does she get a, a thrill every time you put this on the table? She likes the dry stuff. She likes the small <laughs> She also likes the yes, fact that it's hungry. Yes, definitely. You know what? It's a good thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring one home. Obviously, sorry. come on. Shatter spot. Well, we wouldn't do for her. Well, All we right. got you from your hometown, ma. Jay Booksbaum is here. Um, everything that he has mentioned and I've mentioned so far this morning are recommendations for the upcoming holiday. I do remind you that on Rosh Hashanah we have this tradition and Sukkot to have the sweeter wines, but. As you've indicated, whatever people enjoy, that's the wine they should be having. Absolutely. Right, we always say it at Pesach time that right. you know, with all the restrictions and guidelines and white wine and white red and customs and, and this, you drink what you like. That would be the right. best thing that's and the best the way, way. Best way to simcha to commemorate the holiday. Right. Now, have you been traveling a lot or not? Not as much as I used to. Well, but, not yeah. that we know. It's, it's never going to be like that when we no. literally didn't know where in the world you were. Yeah. Uh, but I'm wondering if after this whole list that you and I have compiled over the last 30 years of every place that now the Herz that now the Herzog wines are associated with, whether it be Chile, Australia, Canada, uh, well, Hungary, you just mentioned, uh, certainly Italy, big presence there, et cetera, et cetera. Anything been added over the last uh, five, six years? Like, is there any country that, that you guys have Yes, not? yes. Cyprus. Is making kosher wine. Right, and Greece. Making kosher wine. Yes, yes, very cool. By the way, Available just, here? Yes. Like oh, across oh, the street? Yes. Literally? Yes. Pretty amazing. By the way, I just want to... Uh, Give it not a shout out, but a moment of uh, thought to our good friends in Marrakesh. Yeah. Oh, you probably know a lot of people. There. I, I, we just, my wife and son, put sons put together a really great vacation for me for my special birthday, and we went to Marrakesh, and it's really a, a very rich, uh, historically Jewish. This was in August. You were there. This was in August, and uh, of course they just had a terrible. Um, Earthquake. Earthquake. And so our hearts and thoughts, and I actually called, or 
actually WhatsApped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what everybody does these days to the uh, Jewish, some, some of the Jewish community there. They're doing okay, but our hearts and prayers are with them. It's funny because some of the people that, um, again, who I know through other people, thank God, have sent messages back that they're all right. And hopefully we'll continue to get news like that. Thousands of people, as you said, and families have been affected by this terrible tragedy. Um, and that was for your 50th birthday celebration, Absolutely. if I'm not mistaken. Right? The big milestone that happened yeah, this past that's August. Right. That's right. July. July uh, was the past July, but right? I, but I went in August. And yeah. the, but our big celebration. Oh, oh my actually, gosh, you were amazing. Wasn't the celebration in September? <laughs> no, no, it was still in <laughs> no, August. still in August, yeah. still, Your birthday Barely. was like a six-week a six <laughs> celebration <laughs> between your family and the company that loves you so much oh, over there at Kedem. Uh, but anyway, thank God. Uh, thank you. should continue, Jazz. We start Amen. the brand new year. Amen. We should continue you to add more Amen. and more years to those 50. Amen. <laughs> Let us be together for another 50. Hey, baby. Amen to that. Um, and what about South Africa? Was there a wine from there as well? Or am I, am I there making is, that up? There is wine from South Africa. Um, yeah. Essa and, uh, and we have all of Europe covered. Because you said Greece, obviously the only, Italy, the obviously only, France. The only... Um, Hungary, you said? The only uh, area, the only great wine-growing region that we do not have covered, at least not, there is some made there, but we do not bring it in, and that's Germany. Interesting. For, you know, personal reasons, I wow. guess. The family just can't bring themselves they to do it. They can't make that move. And I, I don't blame them, actually, you know. I don't blame I them either. It. Although we should mention that they're not really from that region of Europe. They're, no. They're more Eastern Europe. Yes, but, you But know, still, yeah. we know where it all emanated from, yeah. so. A right. little bit of history plays its way into this whole thing. Yeah. But there is kosher wine made there, and there is now a new thriving albeit small Jewish community there. Right. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't hear that's that small. Oh, I, heard, right. I heard it's quite significant. Okay. I, but you, then again, you know more than me, but then again, all, all in perspective. Yeah. For those who'd prefer not to see so, a large community there, it, yeah. it seems too large. Whew, this is getting hot and heavy, this conversation, Jay. <laughs> uh, finally, your opportunity. Here we go. We did all the wines that you brought in. We discussed the international effect of the uh, Kedem slash Herzog company. And if you do walk in, in all seriousness, to a retailer, today you're going to be inundated. I mean, we could sit here literally all day and go through everything you will find in every corner of these retail outlets that sell and kosher wine. And just new ones you can be right. all day. And by the way, not necessarily a kosher wine outlet. Now you have non-kosher wine outlets that are selling your wines like crazy in specific sections and Israeli wines. Israeli section and so it's all over the place but now here's your chance go ahead couple of bottles that you're going to be sitting down with Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot your recommendations uh, what's new that you'd like to bring to our attention give me a recommendation or two when people do walk in to their retail stores this time of year the one thing that 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 people miss is that sparkling wine Hmm. now you know everybody celebrates everything else with sparkling wine why not celebrate our New New Year, excuse me, with sparkling wine. Yeah. And I've got two. You're not recommending waiting until midnight and popping the cork, no, are you? No, you're saying no. in a Jewish way, do it. Right, right, right. Like a good kiddish There was a Hasidish guy there from yeah. Linden. Yes, I saw that. A Hasidish guy from Linden. He Who said, actually won the bottle of wine. And he pulled out his phone. Now, it wasn't a smartphone, but it did have pictures on right. it, you know. And he showed us, um, he, he was going to have the Method Champenois from Herzog. And there are two. There's a, the Blanc de Blanc, a white wine, and also a rosé. 
So I would suggest that's one wine that, that I think people, and it doesn't have to be the Herzog one, but get a really fine method yeah, wine or champagne. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, but if you want to remain Jay's friend, I, <laughs> I strongly recommend you go in that direction. It's a lot of fun. People will enjoy it. It's bright. It's fresh. There's a little strawberry flavors to, you know, to the rosés. tossed everything in there. Amazing. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so that's one. Okay. Give me one more. And one more. I would always suggest an Israeli wine. I'm not right. going to, and I can't pick one because if I pick one, I'll get killed. Right. They'll kill me. But I would suggest definitely uh, have an Israeli wine for Rosh Hashanah. How many wineries from Israel were represented on Zoom at your big birthday celebration? There were like five or six, right? At least. <sighs> at least. Were there at least, more? Yeah, I think there were more. I think every was... guy on that board, every man and woman, I should say, on that board, they were thrilled to participate oh even 6,000 miles I, away. I, I'm still getting the chills. I was so... You walked into that room, you couldn't believe it was your surprise Did birthday Did you party. ever see me speechless? Did you ever see me keep a secret for six <laughs> weeks? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jay Booksbaum speechless? You were speechless. That's crazy. They actually had to encourage you to speak, and <laughs> yeah. finally, you got you got a nice vart out, finally, thank God. Oh, gosh. But that was quite a day. Anyway, so there you have it. Uh, Jay and I and everybody, of course, at Kedem Royal Wine... Uh, wishes everybody a Shana uh, Tova Happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. We should mention that you're watching, in all seriousness, after the incredible uh, strength of your generation in your company. I mean, we're talking about some legends that you and I always talk about yeah. that you've been working with. Now you're seeing the next generation come up and be very knowledgeable incredible. about this stuff. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And good yeah. business people and knowing how to grow the company, etc. kind and nice and wonderful and great to work with and um, collaborative mm-hmm. and inclusive. Uh, it's just wonderful. Yeah, and they appreciate your work and everyone else's work. Um, so we'll extend, of course, a happy, healthy, sweet New Year to all of them. You got it. And um, I hope it is a wonderful Yuntif and enjoy all the wine, Rosh Hashanah, Sukkis. And, Thank uh, you, Stacy, for coming last yeah. night. Yeah, too. can My you goodness. imagine? I believe Brenda was so flipped I'm out. I'm, when I saw Stacy Siegel show up, I said, wow, <laughs> this, just, this Jay can convince anybody to come along for a great parlor meeting at a wonderful barbecue. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Are you official member of the board of the yeshiva? Yes, I am. You are? I am. You're a member of the board? Yep. What would your parents or grandparents say about that? Would they believe it for a moment? Oh. <laughs> you know, like the old Jackie Mason routine. Yeah. My son is a controller. You know, you know he that contro- whole routine? He's a controller in the trucking business. <laughs> in the trucking business. He what controls is- the truck. He controls the truck, right? <laughs> you actually had a relative of Jackie he also Mason. Does, last that's night, right. You know? He also does a whole shtick about uh, my daughter. She's so gorgeous. She looks like a shiksa. You know, you know? Hey, Jay, until now, things were going well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, have a happy, healthy, and sweet new year. And I appreciate you being here, and uh, we should continue to do these segments uh, for a long, long time. Uh, from the Grapevine, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. He is the number one kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth, the one and only Jay. Bookspell. There you have it. Good Shana Tava, Jay. A good yontif to you. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. Yeah, 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 
on a Monday morning broadcast. This is the week that we celebrate our 40th anniversary of JM and the AM. You're all invited this coming Thursday to uh, Poppy's, which is right across the street from where we are right now on West Englewood Avenue. We're going to broadcast live from there between 6 and 9 a.m. and celebrate 40 years, believe it or not. I started Erev Rosh Hashanah back in 1983. Plenty more about that with all the nostalgia and more and special guests is coming Thursday between 6 and 9 a.m. Also, Shlomo Katz just told me he's joining, that he'll be able to join us tomorrow morning. Shlomo Katz tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock from Efrat with some uh, end-of-year news and some brand-new year wishes uh, all coming up from Efrat Israel tomorrow, 8 a.m. Eastern time here at JM in the AM. In our studio, both our wonderful friends, uh, Bennett Schachter and Joey Folkman, they are part of a committee that is bringing Nikki Haley to Bergen County. Those of you who are uh, intrigued by her candidacy for President of the United States, you have an opportunity to join Nikki Haley, that's Governor Haley, for a conversation on September the 20th. September the 20th. Everybody from Teaneck and Englewood and obviously anywhere else uh, in the tri-state area are invited to come. It starts at 8 p.m. that night. It's hosted by Norpak, Joey Folkman, Bennett Schachter, A.J. Schreiber, and many others uh, are uh, part of a committee that's in formation that's welcoming Nikki Haley to this area of New Jersey. Information, HaleyInNJ.com, HaleyInNJ.com. And uh, Bennett Schachter and Joey Folkman, welcome to both of you to JM in the AM. Yeah, good morning. Nice to, I don't think either of you have been to any of my live shows ever. Am I right or wrong about that? Have you been? I think you're right. You may have played some music from Silver Zammer back in the day. <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh, first of all, let me say happy anniversary. Thank you very yes. much. I think that you and I probably first met um, back in 1983 right. in Morasha. Correct. I think uh, you might have been my division head. And Correct. I probably spent a lot of time together back then. Uh, I, I, would, I would think so. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely approving of all of your uh, headgear and uh, and uh, <laughs> that's an inside joke, obviously. Lots of great history. A lot of good history is right. Bennett Schachter and Joey Folkman's here. We haven't seen you in a while. You get a big mouth. You know, people make fun of me that half my mechutanim come from Woodmere, <laughs> half your mechutanim come from Florida. It seems <laughs> actually one hundred percent. It's one hundred percent. What's the story with the Folkman's and the uh, Florida? It puts a lot of pressure on my youngest to where he's going to look for a, for a bride. But <laughs> well, come on, there's plenty of Jewish communities down there come on you know you know you, you look at it and you say that like you know Yaakov was told you know to go to Haran and Eliezer went to Haran so I guess that's for us it's uh it's Florida yeah they were told to go to the Sunshine State <laughs> um anyway so it's good to welcome you both here I mean I don't know who wants to answer this first but uh there is a to say the least there is a tremendous amount of interest in the Jewish world about who the next president of the United States will be for a variety of reasons. Uh, there are a lot of issues out there, both domestically and uh, in terms of foreign policy, that our community is very, very concerned about. I think that that's a fair statement. A lot of people are not satisfied with the way things are going in both those areas right now. Uh, and there are, on the Republican side, I would say a qualified list of some very interesting people, and obviously one who's clearly in the lead right now, at least according to the media and polls, for the uh, candidacy on the Republican side for president. Why, Bennett Schachter, Nikki Haley? Well, first, let me just say that we are, we're blessed to live in a country that has been a tremendous supporter of Israel. And I think we can debate um, people's perspectives on various administrations and their, and their 
desire to support Israel the way we might want them to. Mm -hmm. um, I'll tell you that my dear friend Tom Nye is the former ambassador. When um, President Biden came to office and Tom took the took the ambassadorship, said that we may disagree on how Biden supports Israel, but in his bones, he's an Ohev Yisrael. And so, first of all, I want to be say, I want to say that we have to be very appreciative for our country. Full stop. With regards to Nikki Haley, if there was any doubt about how convicted Nikki Haley is with regards to Israel, watch the first debate. If you didn't see it live, watch it now. Front and center, first debate, she put it all on the line and went at Ramaswamy's um, foreign policy with regards to Israel, where he said he wants to wean Israel off of American aid. She went full throttle on that topic and showed her strength and commitment to, to Israel and to our people, and that's just one of a number of things. If you just look at her history, look at as in the United in the United Nations, have we ever had such a supporter with such strength, with such conviction, who really fought our fight in a room that does not do that, unfortunately? And I think that for us as a as a community, for us to support someone who supports us is critical. And I think it's a message to her. It's a hakara satov to her. It's a message to those who are wondering, what does the Jewish community feel like? Can I rely on their support if I support them? I think this, this, organi this, this event, which, by the way, comes in the back of an event that happened in Deal a few weeks ago, very successful as well. So call a kavod to the Deal community for doing that. I think that's a huge statement that we have to take upon ourselves to make. All right, so a couple of things. First of all, she did, she did pull a David Friedman at the UN, that's, which has to be recognized. I mean, she's yes. literally... Uh, you know, was uh, completely full throttle uh, for Israel, the type of person we want at the United Nations uh, under the previous administration. I mean, we'd prefer, you know, someone like that under every administration, but you got my point. Also, I, look, I, you know, we could argue, I mean, it's obvious you're, you're, you're supporting a Republican candidate. So no matter what the former ambassador may have or not have said to you, uh, I'm, I'm glad that people are Ohevi Strolls in their bones, right? That's wonderful. But I'd also like them to be an Ohevi Stroll in their policy and in what they say to the world and how they behave. That would be that would be wonderful. And I think she's among those that, that are like the, that. Amongst the strongest. Right. Uh, much more than the current president. But again, that's just an observation. And lastly, how are you dealing with this whole there is a front runner who looks like he's unstoppable issue? Like, how do you... How do you deal with that when, when people in the community say, is it worth doing all this, having an event on the 20th and throwing so much support behind her, when this election, to anybody who's not the front runner, looks like a real long shot? So, so first of all, just to dovetail with what Bennett said, you know, today is being the, you know, the anniversary of 9-11 uh, and thinking back 20-some-odd years ago and thinking how life was different then, right? Mm -hmm. In those days, it seemed that the country was a little bit more cohesive. What did we argue over? We argued over, as you said before, we argued over foreign policy and domestic, po and, and, you know, domestic, largely the economy. Those were in the days where we were called ourselves Republicans and Democrats. Something happened over the last 20 some odd years that we call ourselves conservatives and liberals. And at that point, we started fighting about values. You could always compromise on foreign policy decisions. You could always compromise on economic decisions and find consensus in, in the country. Once you start talking about values, once you start trying to legislate values, everyone kicks in their heels that all of a sudden the things that are most important to them on every given day go to the wayside because there's some become some tag. I cannot tell you the number of people that I've approached to try and support events for, for this. And 
they'll say, yes, you know, we love, we love how Nikki is, you know, supportive of Israel, but you know, we have questions on women's rights, this and that. And I say, well, let me ask you something. The last 40 years, how many presidents signed legislation on, uh, on abortion rights? There was one who attempted and it was overruled. Otherwise, no president has ever done it. How many presidents have passed a law relating to Israel? Every single one in a budget every single year. So we're willing to, we've gotten to the point in this country where we just put our, all our values aside for the things that are made. Now, to go to your, to, to, to go to your question, mm-hmm. let's remember you, that- You've just, by the way, summed up uh, the way a lot of people describe certain Jewish neighborhoods politically. It's a, it's where a, they want a strong foreign policy pro-Israel, but on social issues, they're, they lean much more to the left. And, and by the way, you should know that in a lot of situations where people have said to me that they don't want to do something, that they're reluctant, it's not because they wouldn't, it's be, it, and not that they have any stake in the game when it comes to women's rights or anything else. It's simply because they're afraid of how they're going to be viewed. It's become identity right. politics. It's become, it's become about values. And here you have Nikki Haley. Whatever her feelings are in certain things, she's practical. And I think that's where that that's where it comes down to that that the country needs to just have a a, a president you know uh, i was at the i was at the uh the um debate and it was just remarkable that everyone on the can on the on the stage there really kicked their heels into the ground on values and she was the only one who said look i'm probably the, the you know i you know i have personal reasons why i my values are strong but at the end of the day let's find consensus but to your but to your question of how to handle the front runner Let's remember that, you know, Bob Dole was 40 points ahead in, I think it was 1996 or 1992. I forget which one it is. And he blew almost the entire thing before the Iowa caucus is the only one. He barely got by by the skin of his teeth. It's, it's definitely happened before. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Three, four weeks ago, when I was talking to people, they said they don't even want to be involved with Nikki Haley. Who's Nikki Haley? Now, all of a sudden, one debate, and they're realizing something that, you know, we've, you know, Bennett and I have known. I, I, I have what a did fa- she gain? Do we know what she gained nationally in terms of numbers from she, that one debate? I mean, she's, Did she go up five points? She's almost, she's almost polling tied with DeSantis in, the, in New Hampshire. Oh. Remember, there's, you know, right. poll, remember, 97 out of the 100 of the top right. newspapers before Trump won his election, said that he was losing. Right. So what are the yeah, polls Yeah, I matter? get it. But, but, but the buzz, the buzz, the buzz is incredible. And, you know, you have somebody here who's just coming out and saying, there's, I mean, I'm, I, I have a personal experience with this because we have a factory. My family's company has a factory down in South Carolina. And so she was my governor back in, mm. in you know, in the late uh, 2000s and uh, the beginning of the teens. And, you know, we saw there, she, that state was the first state to pass anti-BDS legislation right. under her, under her, we made a big deal about that here. Okay, right? she she um, she was the first uh, um, governor to have them remove the Confederate flag from the from the state capitol. Right. She's unabashed in her support for. I could tell you as a as a as a uh, employer down in South Carolina, we couldn't find people. The unemployment rate when the unemployment rate was four five percent in America, three four, it was two three percent down there. You could literally couldn't find people. She's an, an incredibly effective administrator, and she says what she means, and she means what she says, and and she's just a normal person. It's it's it's. It, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say not everybody on that stage could be could Fair. be called that. But I think I think Joe hit the nail on the head, which is that this is a marathon, not a sprint. And I think that the the cadence of a campaign is like there's momentum swell that then leads to more fundraising, which then leads to more advertising, which then leads to more brand recognition, which then leads to higher polls. And so you got to be strategic about when you start that process. And like I don't know if you saw, but like Doug Burgum just started advertising right. now, right? So like. I think that when you think, when you see what Nikki's about to do and coming out of the debate, I think that that was really indicative of, of, a, of a shift in momentum where I think people realize that of all the candidates on the stage, 
if there was one candidate, and this has been seconded in a lot of the press, if there's one candidate that the Democrats are most afraid of, it's Nikki Haley, because she will carry the middle politically, she will carry the right politically, and she will carry a big percentage of the left politically. And the women's vote. And the women's vote. And, you know, so, and, and Nachum, that, that, you know, what Bennett's saying, this is the key, this is the biggest problem, is that she, and this has been known for quite a while by their campaign, that she would win the general election. The problem is whether she can win. The problem is whether she can, and where I think a lot of people are voting with um, either with ego or with, with emotion, and they're not voting with common sense. To, you know, there are other candidates that are running and some that, um, you know, without naming front runners, this and that, but they didn't create Republican policy and dogma. That Republican policy and dogma about low taxes, strong borders. Remember something in 1990, I forget it was 1996, 1998, um, Bill Clinton spoke at the State of the Union and said, we're a nation of immigrants, but we're also a nation of laws. Right. And that's why we're go- we, the Democrats, are going to invest in border security, border patrol, all these things. And the place... How ironic. The place cheered. Right. Democrats and Republicans. Now look with... You know, fast forward, all of a sudden it's anathema well, to say something. a totally different party now, the Democratic so, Party. You know, so you've got somebody... So you, you've got this situation where you've, you've got... Uh, you, you've got... You, you, you've, you, people have to start saying to themselves... Yeah, it'd be nice to have somebody who is saying everything we want to hear all the time. But they have to ask themselves a question. Will that be? Will that make them feel better when they're sitting home afterwards right. and they've lost? All right, where is this conversation with Nikki Haley taking place? Do we have a location for it? Yeah, so we're going to have, there's a, there's a small VIP get-together at my house um, before, before the um, broader communal event. And then there's going to be a communal event at 7.30. We'll update that for travel schedules. We're going to do it at 7.30 at the Knickerbocker Country Club, which is right um, on the border of Tenafly and Bergenfield. But, um, and so um, if anybody is interested in the, uh, in the small VIP event, um, please reach out to Joey and me, and you'll find ads in the Jewish Link and a lot of the local papers this coming week. And, um, and also you can register for the town hall event, which is free of charge. Um, and so I think it's great. It's a great opportunity for everyone to come here, a presidential candidate. But I want to say one more thing about your question, Nachum, which was about like, why, why would we support Nikki and why now? And I think that, you know, in addition to what we said, I think there's a very critical message that events like this send to the broader Republican um, community, which is that if the, if the local people are getting, are getting supporting or getting behind Nikki and supporting her, and there's this big swell of momentum that sends a message to the larger Republican party, which says this candidate actually is reaching people on the ground level. She's not aloof. She's not unattainable. She's not unrelatable. She is one of the most charismatic, one of the most committed, one of the most experienced, not one of the most experienced and both domestically and foreign policy wise. Um, I think that's really what we have to say. Like, we want to support this candidate. That sends a message to the larger funders. And then when you get that kind of swell, that leads to more money. And I think that's going to be a big thing that helps change the trajectory. I think she's already up and to the right, but that will only that will only accelerate over the next number of weeks. Again, as I alluded to earlier, I think uh, this area, Bergen County, is a real good a litmus test when it comes to candidates because of some of the things we said, especially with the attitude people have toward foreign policy in Israel and at the same time the way they deal with domestic issues. So the proof's in the pudding. Is there a good reaction so far or not? People are ecstatic. I mean, it's, really? how cool is it? How so cool it is it? So it should be a packed town hall. Well, we already have a packed town hall and we'll have overflow space, which I think is great. But I mean, how cool is it that a presidential candidate is stumping in our community to send us a message that she is literally standing by us hand in hand 
on supporting our issues, supporting Israel, supporting all the things that we care about. That's and, super cool. And literally the only one when right. I was the only one who brought up Israel and brought it up in a positive way. And you had to hear in the room the enthusiasm when she spoke as compared to when other people spoke there. It's, it's, I find it still to this day remarkable that from MSNBC to Fox and everyone in between, everyone gave her the highest marks. But then when you asked, when they then polled Republican voters, she placed third or fourth. Hmm. You know, so people, the people in the general, the New York Times is writing her up. I mean, it just across the board, she's getting such wonderful uh, response for and yet there's just this feeling that, that um, you know, that, that people just want to have, you know, that, that there's like an, there's like, it's almost anger politics, right. like a Dafka politics. And I think people have to be, look beyond that and say, who's the person that we could put in there who will really take care of us? I hear that. Uh, Joey Folkman and Bennett Schachter and many others uh, invite you to join Nikki Haley for a town hall and conversation September the 20th. Uh, here in Bergen County, uh, if you're interested in the town hall, if you're interested in the pre-town hall private get-together, you could RSVP at the following address. Go to HaleyInNJ.com, Haley, H-A-L-E-Y, NJ.com. Uh, for information, there's no cost associated with the event. Be in touch with the committee and to make sure to be there for a very important get-together. I take this opportunity to wish both of you a Shana Tova and good luck with and the event. You, and to you and Mazel Tov again. Thank you Nachum, Thank you. Thank you for all that you've, you can, that you've done for 40 years for the Jewish community writ large. And thank you for that. this. And to be distracted by Jay's great wines here. I mean, uh, I don't even know what to say. Jay, this is a great selection. A tough test for radio guests. What can I tell you? More breakfast. coming up. It's Shana Tova. Be 
our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world web at AlchemSingle.com on the AlchemSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Coming up next, it's right, Benji Kramer with Meir Milim. The word is shuv. The word is return. That's a pretty uh, good word for this uh, time of year. He'll explain all of it coming up. The word is shuv, and that is going to be right, Benji Kramer now with Meir Milim, followed at 10 a.m. by... Uh, by Yoni and Seth with an analysis of week one of the National Football League. It's all coming up here on the Nahum Siegel Network. My thanks to all of our special guests this morning. Thanks all of you for tuning in. Thursday's our big 40th anniversary show. Make sure to be listening in that morning as well. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.